0: Hi Diamonds, welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role. In your life, career and relationships, Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Diamonds. I've invited Charity Rogers to the show
1: today. Charity helps women find peace in day-to-day, strength and sensitivity, and awareness around their menstrual cycle. So grab a notebook and a pen. My name is Julie Dean, and we are United State of Women. Welcome to the show, Charity. Hi Julie,
2: thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for you to, you know, just share your knowledge and inspire us all to take a deeper look, you know, in terms of our bodies. Could you just give us a little bit of background around how you got started?
2: Yeah. Like you said, I'm Charity. I'm a wellness coach and menstrual cycle educator. And my story goes back to when I was 11 and I started my menstrual cycle. And what came with my menstrual cycle was migraines. I got ocular migraines that I couldn't see out of my right eye. I lose my vision. I lose the feeling in the right side of my body. And it became a really big issue when I was younger, it would happen multiple times a week. And it got to the point where we'd been to doctors, neurologists, and just all over the place. And eventually my parents had to make the decision and doctors to put me on birth control and antidepressants to help me with my menstrual cycle and to get through these migraines. So I was on and off of different antidepressants and things like that. And by the time I was 19, things were starting to get pretty bad as far as depression and my mindset. And I got with a nurse practitioner and she was wonderful. She asked me to track my cycle for three months. And I did that. And when I came back to her with my symptom, she diagnosed me with PMDD, which is a premenstrual mood disorder. So this led me to sync with my cycle because I needed to understand and know where I was in my cycle to know when PMDD was going to show up because it shows up in like day um, like 24 to 28 for me. And it did then as well. And that's about where it is for most people who are diagnosed with a premenstrual mood disorder. And so with that, I began syn- syncing my cycle with my life. And it really helped me because I had these deep-seated beliefs that I was the victim. I was a victim to migraines. I was a victim to the people around me. I was a victim to just the way I felt in general. And it was really mind blowing to start syncing with my cycle and learning more.
1: Yeah. Was there a moment that you really started to see that the syncing was working? Yeah. And I think it took a lot of
2: time. It's kind of like practicing yoga or practicing a mindfulness practice. It, it just started to pile up for me, I guess. And it, I started with just wanting to know when PMDD was coming. And then I started, I was like, wow, I feel really good in day eight to 13 or in my follicular phase. And I just, I was like, I felt like everybody was keeping a secret from me. Like I should know all these things. Like why my hormones fluctuate? Then I started talking about it more and realized that people did not know anything about where their cycle was or understand their fluctuations. And it just really hit me when I started to tap into like my follicular phase and my ovulation phase, because I felt so good. And I was missing those parts in my life because I was so focused on being a victim to like PMDD or to the way my feelings fluctuated. I just kind of kept myself stuck in that area. And I think really noticing that this was helping me was feeling so good in my follicular and ovulation phases.
1: Yeah. When you say follicular and ovulation phases, could you describe that a little bit? Absolutely.
2: So our first phase of our cycle is our menstrual cycle. And this is where our period is. So the first day of your full bleed would be day one. And the menstrual phase is kind of like winter. You come kind of into yourself. You want to rest. Your energy is a little lower. You get to slow down. You're very intuitive here. And you just, you feel like having warming foods. And it's just very much like a winter season. And I like talking about these in seasons because they do kind of gradually come in and out just like a season does. So you would gradually go into follicular which is day eight through 13-ish. And this is spring. So your estrogen begins to rise. And when your estrogen rises, your feelings, your moods kind of rise with it. And in this phase, it's good to plan and kind of get back out into the world, kind of slowly bring yourself back out and just, you feel a little more energized and moving on from there, you go into ovulation and this is around day 14. And this is most people's favorite place to be. This is where you feel super magnetic. You want to communicate. You're very good at communicating your, um, Estrogen and your testosterone are higher. So you just really feel energetic and you want to get yourself out there. It's a good place. I always feel like doing cardio in this phase and it just feels really good. And then you're back to, or then you move right back into luteal, which is day 20 through 28 ish. We don't all have 28 day cycles. We all, it's give or take. And luteal is your fall phase. So we're starting to kind of close back down into the rest phase but for me i used to think that in follicular i wanted to get really creative and i still do that but now in luteal like the first few days so they say day 20 21 22 i feel really creative and just it's you start getting these really good downloads and you start you're able to just really focus and close yourself in it's a good time to, like I said, just kind of close your office door, step in, and you can just really get creative and focus. And there kind of goes down from there because your estrogen is starting to plummet and your progesterone increases. And when your progesterone increases, this makes you more, what do I want to say? Just lethargic kind of just you want to rest more you kind of are going back into yourself to get prepared for menstruation.
1: I really appreciate the visualization that you know you put together with that because I was just talking to some girlfriends you know I I had a daughter my second daughter about seven months ago and I was just describing I'm I'm a very much a, you know gym regular in the mornings I love to start my day at the gym it's part of my routine but since having my second child, it's like harder and harder to get to the gym. And when I look at my month, in that month, I have a solid 10 to 14 days, you know, towards the lead up of my cycle where I'm like, uh, I just don't, you know, I want to eat junk food. I want to lay in bed. I want to feel bad about myself. And if that's half the freaking month, like how can I start to shift that energy to where I don't feel bad half the month? Right. Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: And I think again, it's kind of that awareness that it's coming and preparing yourself for those things. So I used to, like I said, I used to get kind of stuck in that luteal phase and I just bring it right along with me for the rest of the phases that I have to feel this way. I'm stuck feeling this way. And I think what we're missing in that phase is rest. And it's not you know a really awesome. It's not something we want to hear it's not because we live in such a busy 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 go go go. We are we fall into that and it just it really is a time to just start closing things up letting yourself smooth into the menstrual cycle. So when you're in luteal and you still have to go to work. You still have to do all the things. It's just finding those little tiny breaks that you can take in the day to get your breath in or, you know, do box breathing, which is like inhaling for four counts, holding for four counts, letting it out for four counts holding again for four counts and repeating and doing this just a few times can really just make a huge difference in how you experience your PMS phase or that luteal phase. And again, like waking up, going to the gym and working out super hard. A lot of times people in luteal, I've had clients that are like, it feels really good. I feel like I'm really getting out stuff. And that's great. You learn how your body best adapts to those things because we are all a little different. We can look at these phases and be like, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z, but that's also stressful. So it's really just easing into everything, allowing for rest in your luteal, not feeling like you have to get up super early and go as hard as you can at the gym, just giving yourself a little break. Like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym today, but maybe I don't lift is heavy or maybe i don't do cardio like crazy i just kind of ease
1: into everything that's awesome that's great advice what are some things that our listeners could do start doing to really just kind of you know bring that awareness to the forefront maybe they're not even aware of when their period is coming much less when their body is feeling out of whack
2: Yeah, absolutely. We are so lucky now to have all these apps. I find that my clients love different apps. And it's another thing where go, you try things out and see, but really it's just starting with that first day of your full bleed, write that down. And you can write that down, you know, on a sheet of paper, you can start journaling with it. You can make this as in depth or not in depth as you want to so you could just start with an app and i'm just going to start recording on my app or like i said you can journal and then each day like i feel this way i've slept this way and you can just really record everything and i think eventually it gets there but it's like start small start slow one little step at a time so what i would say i recommend is either getting an app starting on the first day of your full bleed, or like I have my cycle syncing quick reference you can get on my Instagram and go grab that and just start there. Yeah, so just make it as easy as possible.
1: Yeah, why might this be important for someone who, you know, hasn't even considered paying attention to when their period starts, much less, you know, if they're not really maximizing each phase? Yeah oh, there's so
2: many reasons for it to be important. But I think what I found was um, not something I expected. And probably one of the most important things was becoming familiar with myself. And when I became familiar with myself, I learned to trust myself, trust my body, understand where the fluctuations were and what was happening. And then when I trust my body, that's when... I really have that self compassion. I'm able to slow down in those rest areas. I'm able to work and get into action in my follicular phase, but it's really just the self compassion it brings and the confidence from you know being familiar with where you're going and where you are.
1: I love that that's been that was a really great explanation you know and i I agree you know it makes so much sense that if you knew there was a way for you to track how your day's going and how you could probably get more done, you know, and where to give yourself, you know, room to not feel so hard on yourself because, you know, when you're eating ice cream in bed at bedtime and you know it's not right for you, you definitely have to hold space for yourself in that moment and realize that it's okay. You know, that one bad ice cream in bed is not going to ruin your life. mm. <laughs> I think that's so, this has been so great. This has been so helpful. If there's any last piece of advice for our listeners out there that you could leave with them that they could take away from this entire episode, what would it be?
2: I think it's what we just ended on. It's just giving yourself that permission to be radically responsible and to show up for yourself. And when you do that, the ripple effect is amazing. And just really tapping into who you are in each cycle. I can, you can see charts and you can go and look at things as kind of a basis, but how are you experiencing your cycle? And I think it's very important, again, to give yourself the permission, take radical responsibility and just that self-compassion and
1: confidence will just show through. And, and that's the best part. I love that. The radical responsibility, especially that is very cool. You should get a hat that says that take radical responsibility. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Charity, this has been so great. How can our listeners get better connected to you and your free resource?
2: Oh, yeah. You can find me on Instagram at mindyourmenstrual. And that's also my website, mindyourmenstrual.com. And yeah, that's where I hang out most. So find me on IG. Feel free to DM me with any questions. I love DMs.
1: Thank you, Charity. Thank you so much. Until next time, Diamonds. Shine bright.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about. People you think this will benefit share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions we all want to help people live empowered to know what to do when faced with uncertainty and i believe that these ideas can help others have that success so please share it but also follow us on our hashtag community power Purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you diamonds You have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it, and it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power, purpose, plan today. Until next time, take care.